Tag Tuesday. How are you? Oh, I'm happy Halloween. That's what I was just gonna say. Happy Halloween. Today's the day. Are you uh, dressing up tonight? No, and I thought I should have dressed up for you today. Oh, I wish you had of. I know. I really should have. I, you know, I'm a costume person. I know you are. I usually dress up. I used to dress up all the time. Sure. I have been kind of slacking. Yeah. What about you? Um. Well, my go-to is Snow White. She's my costume of choice. Right. I identify every as Snow White <laughs> every year. Not every year, but um, our friends who usually have a Halloween party haven't had one in the past few years, so I haven't had reason to get dressed up. So it's very sad. I haven't come up with anything clever because no, I'm I'm like, well, I'm not going to a party. What do I care? Yeah, uh, I used to dress up because the kids would dress up, and right. then I always dressed up to be like, oh, if Olivia is going to be a Star Wars character, then I'll be a Star Wars character. Were you Princess Leia with the buns? I was not. Um, <laughs> they did dress up last year. I didn't dress up. This year, I decided to go onto Amazon and just do a generic situation. Oh, what did you so do? So be- after I leave here, I'm going to work and I'm going to be putting on a skeleton onesie. Oh, I like those. You can't get, a, you can't get, you, you know, you can't go wrong with that. No, a skeleton, a ghost, a it's mummy. Just, I b- bought a really oversized one. Oh, that's cute. I'm just going to, you know. Show up in a onesie to work. Show up in a onesie to work. Listen, it's the one day a year you can without people questioning your motives. I mean, people, you know, we've talked about this before, and it's always surprising to me what people will go out in on Halloween. I mean, you see a little, I mean, first of all, you see, you know, every hoe in the world is showing off her assets. Sexy everything. It's sexy everything. Sexy vampire, sexy chef, sexy doctor. I saw sexy Bob Ross. (laughs) Not that, kidding. It was quite something. That doesn't seem right. First of all, Bob Ross is a dude, sorry, and this woman was dressed up, but it was a full Bob Ross outfit, but it was just sexy. She had like kitten heels on, short shorts, oh. a cute red wig, like almost like a Shirley Temple Annie <laughs> situation. So it was really cute. And she had like a paint, like a canvas and, and some fake paints. I would have been more impressed if it was a man trying to be a sexy, <laughs> sexy Bob, Bob Ross. Okay. <gasps> Ooh, what would that look like? Oh, I've seen it. Sexy I think. dude Bob Ross. <laughs> I think we've seen it before. Ooh. Anyway. So yeah, yeah no, I don't... Uh, I don't have anything for this year. And I had some really good ideas this year. You did? I did. I'm not going to tell you what they are. Because you don't want to reveal them just so you can use them next I'm year. I'm going to show up as this some point okay. to your Halloween party that you've yet to plan or have. Or so. have. <laughs> now that the kids are little and we're going over to the kids' house, I'm not even yeah. going to be home for Halloween. You're not? No. I'm, I'm going to put a note on the door and I've got candy to take to my neighbor's house. Oh, I see. You're going to be out at the kids. You're not going to be home yeah. passing out candy. No. We don't get trick-or-treaters because yeah. you know where I live. Mm-hmm. There's no street lights and there's no sidewalk. Yeah, that makes it a little hard for people to come find your house. <laughs> so I just will, I guess I'll just sit You should just come to my house and, and pass hand out candy. Oh, uh, for a little while, for a short time, we lived in an apartment, my husband and I did, in Hawaii. And oh yes, were, I've you, been to that apartment. You know that apartment well. Uh-huh. Uh, the minute we moved out, they installed air conditioning, so that was really. And I'm thank so, you very much. We've <laughs> sweltered. <laughs> we suffered mightily in, in apartment two hundred nine. <laughs> that thing was hotter than hell. What happened days. there? Like I don't know. It was like on the top of a cauldron or something. There were some dark days in that apartment. What happened? Apartment living is rough stuff. I don't know. But having said that, Halloween was an absolute joy because you can get more bang for your buck as a little kid. Oh, totally. And so many cute little kids would just come, just show up at the tiniest. Because, you know, when you're a parent and you've got super tiny kids, you're like, we're staying at the apartment complex. Sure. There were little baby bumblebees oh, and so a baby cute. Moana. No. Oh, and a little baby Girl Scout. Oh, that's like the so tiny, cute. She was just all in brown and she had like little badges that's on her. That's so cute. She was so cute. A little brownie. She was a brownie. Yeah. That's so cute. Well, if you want to get a little bit of cuteness, come over to my house tonight okay. and you can pass out my candy and pretend like you're me i'll keep that in mind but 
you know, I'm just going to tell them to go across the street. My neighbor does it big. They do a party every year. They, really? Oh, yeah. They do a big party and they put out haste bales out there and they put a bar. So if mm. you're trick-or-treating with your kids, mm. you can also get a cocktail. Nice. So, you know, like there's it. a little bit of everything for everybody. There's something for every taste. There's something for everybody. <laughs> well, did you know that this year, we're going to talk about Halloween today, and that this year it is going to be a record year? For what? For partygoers and how much they're spending. <gasps> the American public what? is looking to have fun, which is kind of weird because it's on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard, hard. But what I think is happening is it's kind of like Christmas. It's going out. I mean, I decorated my house at the beginning of October. Yeah, it looks good. So that you can just, you know, relish in it for a full full month. A full month. Not the what, night before right. or the week before. Right. They're going all out. Right. And I know people have been having parties weekend after weekend after weekend. It's been going on. It's been going on. Yeah. It says right now that um, spooky season across the U.S. is expected to total around $12.2 billion. What? $12.2 billion. Billion? Billion. B. B. Billion. What? I don't understand it. That's it, what? For decor? For de- what? De- like decorations? That's for decorations? Decorations, parties, and costumes. Okay. That's what they're saying. It says more Americans than ever will be reaching into their wallets and spending a record amount of money to celebrate Halloween this year. Mm. Consumers will be shopping early for festive decor and other related items, and retailers are prepared for the inventory and are going to help you make it happen. <laughs> will help us help you. They will make it happen for you. It, mm. it, it said 70, it said this large survey was done and 73% of the respondents will participate in Halloween related activities this year, up from 69% in 2022. Whoa. I think the COVID, you remember yeah. that? Yeah. I hate to even bring it up. No. It's a dark day. Dark. I remember COVID. I remember in 2020, we didn't, 2020, nobody Nothing. did anything. Nothing. But I was prepared. Yeah. A few of my neighbors did come out. Yeah. Everyone, you know, like I had like one of those hand things that handed out oh, the yeah, candy so cool. that you didn't have to like touch each other. <laughs> those are fun. Because we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't care. I was like, breathe yeah. on me. I'm fine. Right, right. But I didn't want to freak everybody else out. But we had like five people show up. Think about that. I don't, this is not a political podcast or a no. COVID podcast. But think about that now in hindsight, how stupid stupid that is it is but then i started thinking about this in this way okay how crazy is it in this day and age for how weird people are Mm -hmm. how sick they are Mm -hmm. how deranged they are Mm -hmm. that we send our kids out into the streets (laughs) dressed up with a pillowcase and knock on strangers doors for them to give you candy yeah. This I'm is, shocked and awed by the fact that we still have this going on. That it's still a tradition? Really is. It is it's weird. It is weird. I mean, we've, I don't know. I think in a lot of communities, it's changed. They're going to bigger, like, trunk or treats yes. at the church community yeah. or in your local, you know, civic center. They're sure. doing things so that people, because I don't know if I was, in my own neighborhood, I would do it. But I don't know if as a parent, as a, mm-hmm. for small children, mm-hmm. if I feel that super comfortable with all of it. Even if you're going with the kids? If you're going with the kids, still fine. But I mean, you got to check it. Do you remember when you were little and you were looking through, you'd have to bring home your stash. Mm-hmm. You throw it out on the, you know, you. I used to get it all organized, sure. right? Because the Milky Ways can't be mingling with the three musketeers. No, get those Twizzlers out of there. You cannot have that. No. And you also want to count and you want to remember who gave you what. Oh, did you remember that? Like oh. the house on the corner. F- well, there's nobody, size. very, one house that I remember, and I don't even remember too much, they would give out some big bars. Yeah. And I thought that was. Oh, it's amazing. That's amazing. So guess what I did when I was in a, I mean, every year until a couple years ago, we gave out big you bars. You were giving out, giving oh, out yeah. a full-size bar? Full-size bars. You want, let's do this, people. Oh, I love it's it. It's once a year. Come on. Yes. Bust out. You. $12.2 billion, you can't go and get a big thing of <laughs> chocolate from the big store? Yeah, I love Let's it. Let's go to Costco, man. I love it. Bust out. Bust out. Give the kids the goods. So you would, as a child, spread out your candy. Spread out the candy, and I would make sure I knew what was in there. And I remember my parents. There must have been some place that people were giving out apples and stuff and fruit, and they'd be like, you got to check for razor blades. That was the thing. And you got to check for, like, stuff 
like you had to make sure that things weren't being injected into the candy poisoned yeah that was a 60s and 70s it's weird thing we actually had a um one year when we lived in fullerton we lived here in orange county until i was 10 i don't know that we did it but i remember there was advertisements come down with your candy to the fire station and the firemen had some sort of, I don't know if it was an x-ray. I could be having a fever dream right now. I don't remember. <laughs> but there was some way that the firefighters were going to help you. I make think sure you're right. I, I, was... I vaguely remember, remember that. Maybe that was an actual movie or something that we're mm. just thinking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I do remember as a child thinking, oh, I hope there's not a razor blade in my right. Snickers. Oh, yeah. That would be the worst. I mean, that would be bad. That would be a bad day. Who takes the time? Did, was that ever a thing? I Did don't know. But ever... Listen. With what's going on in this world, no. with fentanyl, with all the stuff happening in this day and age, yeah, can you imagine? No. I just, I just think it's a possibility. I just hope, I pray, because when COVID happened and we didn't have the trick or treaters, I felt so bad for the it kids. It was so bad because there's only a few times a year that you really feel like this joy, yeah, this real intended joy. I agree, and Halloween is one of them. Mm-hmm. Is one of them. It is. So you are not dressing up. We're not getting into the twelve point two billion. I didn't invest in anything new this year except for the fake skeleton dog that you saw in the front yard. That thing is scary as heck. And when you pass by it, it's got a sensor and it howls. Oh, <laughs> I got it at Home Depot for nineteen ninety nine on clearance. Love the depot. It was so cute, but it's so ugly and cute. Um, can you gander what is the top costume for this year? Let's, for, see. let's see for adults. For adults. The top adult costume for this year, it's 2023. Is it something, let's narrow this down. Is it something that's pop culture-ish? Nope. It's it, very basic. It's You'll basic. be surprised, I think. Okay. Um, a, a doctor. A nurse. A medical care facility person. No. Okay. Let's go back to, it's Halloween. Yeah, well. <laughs> sorry. When you say basic, I go real basic. A clown. I will let you stop now. I'm not doing well at this game, apparently. Apparently, you're not even close. It's a witch. Well, okay, I was getting close with a clown. So you're talking basic uh, ghost goblin ghoul. Yep. A witch. It's a witch. So it says 5.8 million adults plan on dressing like a witch. 5.8 million. I don't know where they're getting the... Nobody asked me. (laughs) But I do have a witch's costume that I have on hold just in case. I mean, I've... I brought that out several years and I've made, you know, tweaks to it here and there yes. to make it updated and, right. you know, make it make it so it doesn't get stale. Right. Um, 2.4 million were planning on dressing as a vampire. Okay. That, that I get. 1.8 million will be dressing as Barbie. Oh. I figured that's got to be it. I, I figured that would be like the top up in the top for sure. Yeah. 1.4 million as Batman and 1.3 million as a cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's somebody who's got a black shirt, a black get, pair of pants mm-hmm. and some felt. Let me tell you, it's because it's the ease of being a cat. That's that's it. Yeah. So what do you think the number one costume for a pet would be? A pet? <laughs> Since you're not a pet owner, this doesn't even get into your thought process. It's not even probably. in my realm, but mm-hmm. I, I, there's nothing cuter than a than, than a pet costume contest. That was one of my favorite things yeah. to do when I was a reporter. Yeah, that would be fun. Huntington Beach pet, <laughs> oh, yeah. pet costume contest. You go down there, it's like he's dressed as a Brussels sprout. How adorable! <laughs> I don't know what's the was it what is it? Number one is a pumpkin. Sure, that's yeah. easy. Number two, now this I can relate to because I have a grand dog that's a wiener dog. Uh oh, hot, hot dog! Yeah, yep, that's pretty a hot cute. dog. Um, I wanted our wiener dog to be um, Chewbacca this year. Oh, that I saw a Chewbacca hilarious. costume that was hilarious. Yeah, we're gonna wait till they dress up as a family in the Star Wars situation. <laughs> Number three for a pet is a bat. That's a cute idea. A bumblebee. Yep. Easy Spider. Sure. Oh, that's so cute when they have the extra legs. Uh huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Devil. Sure. That fits a few dogs fits that a I know. Dogs I know. A cat. A cat dressed up as a dog or a dog dressed up as a cat. That would be good. Dress my dog like a cat. <laughs> That's pretty funny. How disrespectful to the dog. How rude. <laughs> so rude. Are you dressing up your big dog? No, it's hard to find. Little dogs look cute in costumes. Big dogs, it's difficult. I don't even know. What, what would you dress them as? I don't know. They're so big. I don't know. I know. Canine Bob Ross. I've just... <laughs> 
<laughs> that wig would be a real hard sell for that dog. <laughs> it would be really difficult. It wouldn't be happy at all wouldn't with be happy. you. <laughs> so let's get to the kids. Okay. What do you think the number one kid costume is? Well, I would have said Barbie, but that's, am I right at all? Not even close. Oh, geez. Okay. As, as, uh, oh, is it uh, Paw Patrol? No, but I'll give you a little bit of hint. This article says that it it's because of the movies that are out. Um. Oppenheimer? <laughs> no, no, not, not Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Someone's dressed as a to, You're going to have to get a little ball. bit. Let's. I'll give you no. <laughs> Spider Man. I'm not even giving you a hint. It's Spider Man. Oh, it's Spider. Spider Man. Not a Spider Man movie. I out. don't know. I, I guess it's pulp culture. I don't know. People are into it. Spider Man is number one. Well, it's a classic. Number two is a princess. Sure. Why not? It could be anybody. Just any princess. It could be any princess. Just like wear a fluffy mm-hmm. dress. Number three is a ghost. Those oh. are the parents who have zero time to get. They're stuff together. I think a ghost is one of the best costumes. I love it. I tried to, I made a very feeble attempt when Cameron was little to dress him as a ghost. He was walking. So, and it, and it, there's a very fine line between ghost and baby KKK. <laughs> it got, I can see, I can see where it goes. Yeah. You can go with that. You see how that happens? It gets real white supremacist real quick. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, we can't, can't do that. that. No, we can't do that. No. So I took that off immediately. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, they don't get it. What? That, that they're supposed to leave it on and be funny. No. <laughs> they're kids. A ghost is real tough for a little kid. It's hard. Because it's just the they two They want to be holes. seen, too. They do. And when they you're do. a ghost, you don't know who's behind that mask. No, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah. and it's not a Casper situation most of the time. <laughs> Superheroes, number four. Witch is number five. Batman is number six. Sure, Batman's a classic. He's a good one. He's a good Zombie one. is number eight. That's easy. Mario. Yeah, Mario. Mm-hmm. I get it. And number 10 is Wednesday Adams, which I love. Oh, she's so cute. My hairdresser, what's up, Jen? Her daughter, cute little June, who's three, oh. told her, I want to go as Wednesday Adams. And she goes, hold up. How do you You've know? never seen the movie. <laughs> what are we doing? And she, there's some little YouTube channel that she watches that has cartoons of Wednesday Adams. Really? It's the cartoon version of Wednesday. Oh, yes. I've seen it. It's really, she's like, it's super cute. And Wednesday is super fun looking with the long black hair. And, cute. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good costume. That is good. I could go as Wednesday Adams, I guess. Yeah. If I wasn't going as Snow White. So since we're talking about Halloween, we thought we would do our weird news on Spooky edition. Spooky Halloween edition of our weird news. And thank you, Adam, for supplying us with those great special effects to get everyone in the mood for spooky, creepy Halloween news. So here we go. Do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay. I've been talking a lot. Okay. I'll go first. Um... All right. Are you a big fan of magicians? I do like me a good magician. Do you? I don't like some of them. Right. They freak me out enough that I'm like, is this the dark magic? <laughs> is this, the dark is magic? this black magic that they talk Truly. about? Truly. I mean, like Truly. Angel, what's his name? Um, Chris. Chris Angel. Yeah. Don't dig it. He's creepy. He's creepy looking. And I know it's his whole persona. And that's the thing. It's the thing. But it's, I'm just not into it. But I like, like a good, like I've gone to Vegas. Yeah. And we've taken the kids to yeah. see magic there. Right. And I like watching it because I get involved. Oh, you can't not get involved. I don't know how you keep from getting involved. And I'm not one of those people are like, I got to figure out how they do it. Right. I yeah. just get into it. You're just there as an audience participant, loving it. I literally go, whoa. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. I we went we were in Vegas not long ago and we got tickets to see the magician that won America's Got Talent. I can't remember his name. He won it like 10 years ago. Oh. And he's been in residency in Vegas ever since and we were like front row so it was real up close yeah. hand magic and all of that. I've never been more freaked out in my life. I was loving it but I'm like how is he doing that? How did that how did that random woman's iPhone that he took from the audience get put into a Nalgahide seat in row 35? How did that happen? It's because he's with the devil. It's, <laughs> that's what I think. I don't know. I know. It's like you think like, did he sell a soul? Like, how is this happening? Uh, it's crazy, but I loved it. I loved it. I love magicians. They're so fun. Well, okay. The OG magician, Harry Houdini. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this guy. Did you know that he died on Halloween? I did not know that. Here you go. All right, I'm going to tell you a little story. After um, 
one of his well it was his final performance but you know he had a lot going on that week it was in 1926 he was doing a bunch of different performances he suffered an injury Houdini was teaching some students in Montreal that's in Canada Denise in case you... <laughs> I'm bad at geography but I'm I got you, yes, you know. on this one no I'm not <laughs> I had to read it a couple times I'm like Montreal oh that's Canada nice <laughs> um <laughs> we're sharp as a tech so um he was teaching students in Montreal a series of tricks and mentioned that his stomach muscles were so strong that it could withstand punches without an injury that's one of his tricks is he'd call people up from the audience and say go ahead and punch me as hard as you can and he had trained his stomach muscles so much that you could a big guy come up and just punch him and he would not be injured he did these like little promo things where he'd have like a boxer come and you know punch him in the stomach he was unaffected wow that was one of his tricks so he was telling these students that that's how he did it he was lying on a couch kind of thing like just kind of reclining and one of the students just walked over to him and punched him twice without warning really really hard he felt fine immediately after but then he had to go on and perform and he did a show and then as soon as he was done with his show he collapsed they took him to the emergency room where they found that he had a ruptured appendix and the doctors are like that it's absolutely from that kid punching him but um it it had ruptured to the point that of course it had already poisoned him and he ended up dying on october 31st so the punch happened on the 26th I'm wow. Sorry. And then, yeah. And then he was dead on on the 31st. And back then, I mean, even now, a ruptured appendix is no bueno. Oh, it's no joke. It's you You got to really get to it fast. Like, Can you, you imagine don't... that in 1926? No. No, no he was, he was a dead man. And that kid, Mm-mm. you killed Houdini. You killed Houdini and you were there to learn from him. He was like mentoring these You think he was trying students. to be funny? I don't know what the point was. It, it does make you wonder. Was he like, <laughs> watch me? I mean, because you know that houdini had to be ready for it i mean that it's not like it's it's not science i mean it's like it's not like i wonder how he does that he's had to like prepare his body to take a punch or to take the trauma that's just like common sense that you would think that so to walk over to a man who's laying prone just relaxing on a chaise and do that is just it's unbelievable i think in 1926 people relaxed on chaises that's what they did they would faint on a chaise isn't so weird we don't. I, I need a chaise in my house. I, I did. Remember, I wanted to get one. Like, I need a chaise. I don't know why, but it just seems like I need one. I think I'd be more relaxed as a person if I, I had a totally chaise. I would totally be more relaxed. You as think per- so? I think I'd be more complete. <laughs> right? Like, I, I've made it. It's done. I've made... My, this is this is the pinnacle of my life. This I've is, got a chaise. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've talked about this, like, when you were a kid. What did you think was bougie as oh, a yeah. child? And we had a friend that had an ice maker in the refrigerator and Ooh. I thought what when would I ever get to that point in my life if you could only if only when I was a kid I thought if I had a thunderbird oh the car the car yeah and not the kinds that were really cool that you see like that are they're bringing them back <laughs> the those collectors. big humongous ones in this green color with a white like vinyl top situation sure. it was a hard top but oh, I just white, I just yeah. remember thunderbirds that's got to be a rich person's car. That's a rich person's car. That's got to be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Maz- and, the Mazda RX-7. I had a Mazda RX-7. See, you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. <laughs> when will you believe me? I can't believe it. I can't believe I really made it. That's true. You I had no it. idea. Yeah. yeah. It is, it's funny how things are, are how, how you think about things in your brain when you're little. Yeah. So it's, now you know that little factoid that Houdini actually died on Halloween. That's interesting. So there you go. And it's kind of. It's, it's a little sad. Of, it, it's sad, but it's also kind of apropos. It, it, one would think. I he think was young, is. but yeah, one would How think. How old was he? Well, to answer your question, Denise, he was 52 years old when he oh, died. Oh, that is young. Yeah, it's too bad. Oh, that is too bad. Yep. Well, you know the Halloween classic that Jamie Lee Curtis was in? <gasps> the 19 uh Halloween. The 1978 <laughs> oh, Halloween. movie spooky <laughs> classic called Halloween. Sorry. You know that one? Yeah. Not Halloween. Scream. Not Scream. Halloween, nope. sure. It's Well, The Real House from that 1978 movie classic... Mm-hmm. Went up for sale and it's off the market. So you missed it. You Wait, missed the opportunity. It was up for sale and then bought already? It was purchased. Oh my yep. gosh. Don't expect Michael Myers to be lurking around any corners. The I residence where Jamie Lee Curtis's character went head to head with masked killer Michael Myers has sold for $1.6 million, $1.68 million. Uh-huh. While the town of Handelfield, Illinois, oh. 
in the movie may be fake. The house where it was filmed, the slasher flick was filmed, is in South Pasadena, California. It's in South Pass? What? Yep. Yep. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. On October 20th of this year, the 5,258 square foot home was sold for $1.68 million mm. after it was listed in September for $1.8 million. Okay. So they took a little... A little bit of a hit. A little bit of a hit. But the 1906 property is divided into three separate units for a total of four bedrooms and three bathrooms. Mm. It features a two-car garage and has been in the same family for the past three generations. Wow. Yeah. It's a big deal that they let that go. It is. It is. It says, yes, this is the filming location for the 1978 film Halloween as the house where Lori Stroud, which is Jamie Lee Curtis's character, reads the listening. If you watch the film, you will recognize the infamous stoop where Jamie Lee Curtis sat on holding a pumpkin. Oh, yes. I know the stoop. I didn't see the movie. Oh, you didn't see the original or the last one? I don't one? watch any of those movies. Okay. No, I that's don't true. do you it. don't. That's I true. don't do it. Yeah. I am a believer in the weird. In letting that in? I don't let it in. Yeah. I don't like it. I get it. But Halloween fr- franchise fans can catch a glimpse of this real-life avocado tree featured in the film, which listing agent Heidi Badcock wrote as planted by the seller's grandfather in 1940. Oh, I know. So it had some additional renovations in the 40s, including a second structure um, in 1948, but it is gone. It's so, been sold to someone who will love it. it. It is. And I don't think there was any, like, hauntings or anything. There. There's no, 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 no. I think it was just used as a, as, a, as a prop, so to speak, as a location. But that's cool. It's very, it's on those lists that, do you want to see the house where Modern Family is, you know, right. the outside of? It's on that list. They have other ones. Old Victorian Home featured in the Goonies movie was oh. listed at, for $1.7 million. Um, and the sale of the 1896 home located in Astoria, Oregon, reportedly closed earlier this year as well. What so was it? The, the, pic, the movie from the Goonies, the that, Oh, so that, mm-hmm. that actually sold yep. this year. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. very cool. Yep. I like that. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to move on into uh, the realm of dictators. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to give you a twofer. Talk about two of our favorite dictators, if there is such a thing. We're going to start with Joseph Stalin. (laughs) On Halloween in 1961, the former USSR leader, Joseph Stalin, his body, which had previously been in a glass coffin in Moscow's Red Square, (laughs) because they love it there. (laughs) They got to look all day long. All the time. Alongside the body of Lenin. So the two were there laying side by side in Red Square. It's a fun family vacation. (laughs) Uh, hey kids, it, <laughs> let's go stand in line for hours so we can see two dead guys in glass coffins. Two of from some of the worst people <laughs> in glass yeah, coffins. I, and I'll just mention that at the end. By the way, <laughs> they were horrible. Um, so they were side by side on on Halloween in 1961. Stalin's body was removed, Ooh. taken away. It was moved to a nearby tomb and is no longer visible to visitors. The decision came at a time when Stalin and Stalinism were being renounced by then-Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev. So Khrushchev said, get this guy out of here. We leave Lenin. We leave Lenin, but we're taking Stalin. He's out of there. <laughs> he didn't make the mark. He didn't he could, make it. He couldn't get through. He couldn't live up to it. Uh-uh. All right, so that's dictator number one. Dictator number two, everyone's favorite Italian dictator. Oh. Yeah, Mussolini. Mm-hmm. On Halloween of 1922, now mind you, this is Italy, so I'm not sure that Halloween is a celebration in Italy. I'm no. just giving you factoids that have to do with history. That's, that know, happened on the 31st. That happened on the 31st, okay? Thousands of men, so this is 1922, thousands of, no women were invited. <laughs> thousands of men in black shirts, part of the fascist party uniform. Oh. Just like, guys, come on. You can do better than that. Stormed the piazza in Rome. It is how Mussolini then violently took control of the government, eventually becoming its prime minister and later its dictator. The event was known as the March on Rome. And there is a photo we will include in um, on our Instagram. It's, you know, this is just a little a tidbit of history. It changed the course of history in Europe, of course. Um, but it's there's not it's not that great of a story except to say that it did happen on halloween day in 1922 and this photo of thousands and thousands of italian men in the piazza square whatever it's called in black in rome in black 
is quite terrifying. Ugh. It's really something. So anyway, we'll post that on there. So that happened also on October 31st. You know, we had our, and, and thank you for that tidbit, but we had, and everything you're talking about is happening in, on the 31st, but like you said, most places around the world are not celebrating I don't Halloween. think they do. They right? don't. This is I an American thing. I think that some things, I think that it has creeped into different communities in like Canada and other places, mm-hmm. Mexico, and different areas they might call it something different it's a harvest party or whatever they're doing when we had Kristen Lawrence on yes she talked about the history of this and Mm -hmm. I wish I remembered what she said because I don't remember everything she said but the basis of it was this was not a scary spooky Uh -uh. time it wasn't supposed to be it wasn't supposed to be Mm -hmm. it was more of a saint celebration Mm -hmm. and it became this kind of ghoulish thing over the years and then I think when Hollywood got involved and we started becoming consumers of everything Yeah, and we could make money off of it. The minute you monetize it, it became next level. Yeah, I agree. So do you believe in ghosts? Um, The short answer is yes. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Do you want me to go into it? No, I just, uh, yes, I think there's, I think there's um, spirits from other planes that are existing among us. I agree. Okay. That's one of the reasons why, like, I don't mess with that kind of stuff. Absolutely not. I'm not into, like, poking the bear. No, what? No. I mean, there's stuff on TV. You know that the, um, what is it, the Exorcist has been, like, redone? I heard. I'm not no. seeing that. I never uh, saw the first one. No way. I remember when the first one came out, I wanted to see it, and my parents wouldn't let me. Thank goodness. I know. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sure it was just because, well, because everybody was kid. talking about it, yeah, right? Right. Well, there's a lot of shows. Ghost Chasers. Yeah. There's all these things. My kids watch it all the time. They yeah. like to make themselves scared. Oh, yeah. They want one of those spirit boxes. What's a spirit box? Oh, it can detect a spirit. Oh. It basically, it, it, I think it measures energy. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah. when ghosts appear, yeah. there's a certain kind of, some kind of frequency that comes into your plane. And, and that's why when people have experienced ghosts, they feel like a chill or they'll feel, there's weird things that happen sure. when they're present. Yeah. Listen, if I don't know there's a ghost here. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm my good. kids were going to order one to see. And I'm like, do not come to my house with it. I do not want to know anything. Do not bring that voodoo up in here. No, Mm -mm. I'm not about it. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the tale of a few different Hollywood stars that have experienced (gasps) the paranormal. We're going to start off with the first one that kind of freaked me out. Okay. Okay. Jack Osborne. Oh, Ozzy's son. Ozzy's son. Yes. He hosts a show Mm -hmm. on television called um, Jack Osborne's Night of Terror. Does he? Yes. I've never heard of this. I didn't either. Okay. But um, he he invited his mom to come on to one of his shows. So it says, this is the headline. Ghosts are not confined to movie spe- special effects. Some of Hollywood's biggest stars claim to have had contact with otherworldly entities. Okay. Yes. First one is Sharon Osbourne. Sharon has had contact. Now, Sharon Osbourne joked about becoming possessed. Mm-hmm. And that was in parentheses. While... On the ghost hunt with her son Jack late last year, but it turned out to be no laughing matter mm. when she fell unresponsive <gasps> and had to be rushed to the hospital. Jack Osborne, who hosts Travel Channel's Night of Terror, told People magazine he had invited his mom, who is 70 years old, to the supposedly haunted Glen Tavern Inn in Santa Paula, California. Okay. For a paranormal investigation. Okay. The former talk co-host joked, I'll just get possessed and we'll go home early. (laughs) Oh, Sharon. Please don't say those things. Don't say it. Why are you talking like that? Don't do it. Jack said that their team had mostly wrapped up shooting at the inn when he decided to send Sharon into a room that purportedly contained an evil entity Mm. to ask it a question. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Uh, yeah yeah. i'm no ghost expert no here's the thing i don't want to ask it a question what what good would that do well i'll tell you Uh oh and after she did that something weird happened and i can't explain what it what happened to her he told entertainment tonight revealing that her pulse dropped her breathing was shallow and she became unresponsive he told e his cameraman radioed to him that he was not sure what was happening with sharon 
Mm-mm. Jack added, truth be told, I thought she had some kind of stroke or some kind of aneurysm or something. But when they took her to the hospital, she had every test done imaginable and they found nothing wrong with her. <gasps> he explained that they felt okay putting the incident on the show because it made she made a full recovery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was Christmas shopping two days later. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's going to hold her you back. Know, you know that if you can go shopping. Yeah, she's good. But I think when you ask a question uh-huh. to a ghost, like, uh-huh. are you evil or are there's something wrong with you or why are you here? Yeah. When you go to those shows, when you watch those shows on TV, that's the thing. They go to these places that are reported to have abnormal or paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. They bring these ghost hunters out. Mm-hmm. The Ghostbusters of yeah. of the real time of today. Yeah. Of today. Mm-hmm. They bring them out and they have all this equipment. Yeah. They have all these measuring things. So mm-hmm. they're measuring energy. They're measuring light. They're measuring sound. They're doing all these weird things. Most of the time when you watch these things, you have to kind of like, I usually chalk it up to, well, yeah, that orb of light that's kind of dangling mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that's a ghost. Okay. Yeah, if that's all I see. Yeah. You got an orb. It's orb. I'm good. It's fine. But sometimes they like, push it yeah and they'll be like because they'll know that this entity that has been there has been kind of destructive yeah moving objects chasing people out yes they'll like taunt it yeah i'm not into it no it's it's really crossing over and there has been times when some of these hosts have said they've come home and they've brought the spirits back with them nope no hitchhiking ghosts nope like no. at the at, you, at, Disneyland, at Disneyland, right? Where the guy hops on your back and you're in that <laughs> little thing. You're like, oh, he's coming home with us. Uh-uh. It's not joking. He's no. not joking. No. They've had to literally, like they've had this weird feeling where they've felt depressed or they felt like there's something wrong with them for days afterwards. Ooh. And they realize they have to get rid of the ghost. Oh, they have to have like an exorcism? They have to have someone come remove it. And cleanse you. Yeah. No, 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 no. So I'm not into that. I'm not into it either. I'm not even into finding out if it's really in this asylum somewhere (laughs) like they'll go to like this asylum where people were like you know tortured and all these weird things and i believe like you do Mm. there might be somebody there yeah still living that's not still uh, not alive but literally their spirit can't cross over or they're there to like make amends with whoever might show up yeah i don't know yeah, I don't know why they're there, why their spirit is lingering, especially if they're a bad spirit. I don't know why they want to be there, but mm-mm, they just are. Mm-mm. And I don't, I'm not, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, thank you. Mm-mm. Hard pass. We had a friend for years, Pat, the people who do the Halloween party. Uh-huh. He was a ghost hunter and he went to the Queen Mary. This was when it very yes. first started to be a thing. Not now where they've got all this advanced equipment. No, no, no. This was back in the day. And he was like, oh, Queen Mary for sure. There's no question. He he stayed there just mm-hmm. to see if he could. He took his equipment and he took his friends. He had like a producer. They weren't doing a podcast. I think it was a radio show. That's how far back it was. And they had stuff where they could measure the vibe, for lack of a better term. It's the energy. For sure. 100%. There were otherworldly things happening there on the Queen Mary. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I like to hear about it mm-hmm. and I like people to share their experiences. Love it. I don't need one. Don't need an experience. I'll listen to yours. I'd love to listen to yours. I don't want one. Not interested. Not going to have one. Thank you. Um, okay, I'm going to move on with my, here's my last one. You know I love a good serial killer. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite serial killer? No. Okay, I don't either. But one that I that sticks out for me, of course, is Son of Sam. Sure. Sure. Uh, David Berkowitz is uh, his actual name. He was um, incarcerated after being arrested for the murders of, I don't I don't know how many people. Uh, they caught him in New York. He was sent to Attica Correctional Facility in upstate New York, which is a supermax, which means you were really, really bad. You don't get the supermax for just a little something. No, shoplifting, no. Um, so when he was there, he predicted other murders so he's arrested incarcerated he's in prison he's like hey guess what 
they the guards the people that he was talking to wrote it off as just made up stories because he was a bit of a lunatic of course sure. um it said that the dog harvey was telling him to commit these murders mm. the neighbor's dog mm-hmm. this adorable like kind of golden retriever mix mm-hmm. who just looked like didn't have a thought in his head and he was like well, no that dog has been telling me to go do these murders sure. so the dog's been talking um so no one listened to him when he was like telling that there's going to be these other murders was and- he schizophrenic no, I a lot of the stuff that he said... Bipolar? He just made it up. Oh, he's just trying to be that guy. He was trying to be that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't actually hearing voices. No, he was just like... No, he's I, just trying to send everybody on a wild goose chase yeah. because he's just a sicko. I just need so much attention. Gosh, how much attention do you really need? So much. So much. So on the early morning of Halloween... October 31st, Mm -hmm. 1981, while staying in their Manhattan home, 39-year-old Ronald Sisman and 20-year-old Elizabeth Platzman were beaten and shot to death. Berkowitz had described a cult carrying out this very massacre, described it in the exact apartment with the apartment layout and accompanied with the information on how they'd be killed. So Mm -hmm. I might want to be a cynic, but... Are you saying that he was clairvoyant or he had some way of knowing this or was he just involved in the darkness of all of these people and he knew that they were going to do it? I don't know. Mm. The um, murders remain unsolved. Really? To this day. They have never solved those the murders of those two people, but Berkowitz predicted the murders. On the same day. He said on, on Halloween, these people, unnamed... In an, this, in an apartment that looks like this, here's the layout, are going to be, however, whatever their manner of death was, bludgeoned and shot to death. And there's a man and a woman, blah, blah, blah. He had enough information that they were like, wait a minute. So that then started the theory that it was sons of Sam, not just a singular son of Sam. Which there's been, that's kind of come and gone that, you know, oh, he had accomplices. Oh, there were other people involved, whatever. But the coincidence of this was so close. I mean, the stuff that he said was so exact that even like longtime people who'd been on the force, psychologists, different people like that were like, we don't know what to make of this. We don't know. Did he predict or did he have any revelation for anything else? Uh, not that not that ever came true. I don't know if he I'm, he was blobbity blind in that prison. For he you couldn't shut him up. Well, and when you have somebody that's that prolific mm-hmm. and that I infamous, yes, right. Um, there's a lot of people that want to talk to you. Oh, absolutely. There's was, profilers. Yeah. There's you know producers. There's writers. There's authors. There's people who want your story. I mean, and. You're you're in this max prison. Yeah. You're in a cell probably by yourself. Yeah. You're going to want to just talk to whoever will talk to you. You'll say whatever needs to be said. Especially to get attention. Or to get attention. And he was finally getting all the attention that he wanted. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's uh, just a little... The fact that it's unsolved is real creepy to me. It is real creepy. Mm-hmm. It is real creepy. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I hate that when that happens. And I hate when I watch it on TV. Oh, you don't like the unsolved mysteries? No. Yeah. I don't watch those. You don't? No, but when I go to a 2020 or there and I invest my entire two hours of time mm-hmm. into watching it and at the end they're like, and to this day, we don't know who's done it. I'm like, why did I invest this time? <laughs> it's very this upsetting. Is so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So Sharon Osbourne is not the only star who has had paranormal visitations or experiences is brad pitt one of them no i wish matthew mcconaughey however (gasps) is now see i would visit matthew mcconaughey if i was on if i was on the other side it seems like again the way he i'm going to read you a little bit of what he says and we're going to talk about it it seems so in character for matthew mcconaughey Mm, the way this is going down so the dallas buyers club actor matthew mcconaughey is not afraid of ghosts and even claims that he stood up to one's presence Mm mm-hmm and he dubbed that he has dubbed Madame Blue, a woman, B L E U. Well, he went that once haunted a room in his home. Okay, okay. I was not even under the influence. <gasps> that was how he. Thank you for bringing and this is that a quote. up. Yeah. I was not even under the influence, which is you have to probably preface that. Yes, I mean because when you start talking like this, people are like, 
Would you okay. smoke? How much did you drink? And that listen, night? he's a smoker. We know he's. We know he, he loves it. Yeah, he and Willie. I was not even under the influence, and she was there. Said the fifty-three-year-old to scream slam while promoting to his two thousand nine ghosts of girlfriends past. Oh, so this was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, this happened right. Right. Um, she wasn't that happy, is what he said about the ghost. Oh. It didn't seem like she was going to be much fun to hang around with. Right. Or have in my house. No. And I can hear him saying this, right? Completely. Like you can see him sitting there, leg over his knee, yeah. arm behind himself. Yeah. Just as a matter of fact, as can be, she wasn't going to be that much fun. Nah. With this little twangy accent. That's right. Or to have in my house. So I went ahead and I stood my ground. Nice. He decided, hell no, ghost be gone. Not today, okay? Satan. Not today. He said he opened the door to the room that the mat, I'm just going to call her Madam Blue. Please, yes. Had claimed and told her, you can move around all you want, but I'm not going anywhere. Nice. And for weeks, anyone who came over to the house would say the same thing. What? They would say, there's someone down the hall. There's somebody down the hall. Uh. And I would say, I know, I know, I know. And I'm not one to believe, to say I believe or not believe in ghosts, but people kept coming to me and telling me that they would see something. Uh. And would not I and I would tell I would not tell them and they would still say it. So I never told them in, in person that that was happening, but they would say it. There's Mm-mm. somebody, and I'm like, I know, Mm-mm. I know. Mm-mm. He said he thinks that he outlasted her, and all of a sudden she got cool and everything was fine. Okay, and people quit hearing things and people fell in love with that room again. And for a while, no, and but for a while, no one liked the room, and all of a sudden, loved the room. Like, it was all of a sudden, like, he just said, nope, we're not doing this. I like the thought that if you just refuse it, if you refuse to acknowledge its energy, it will eventually go away. I've heard people talk about ghosts. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you have. (laughs) And I've heard them say that they believe, I have a friend, a good friend. She thinks that there's something in her home. Oh, really? Yeah. And she's like, I've seen something when I walk in the same area of my house Mm -hmm. and I see it Mm -hmm. and I just, there's something there. It's Mm -hmm. a man. She Mm -hmm. knows it's a man. Mm -hmm. And she believes it's the old man who used to live in the house. Okay. And I think he died there. Okay. Again, who knows? Who knows? Maybe she roofed herself one night. Listen. Walked up to go to the bathroom and there's something there and she's not sure. No. I believe heard that she believes there's something there. And yeah. I asked her, does it freak you out? And she said, no. Okay. Because he's nice. I mean, yeah. there's nothing. If if it's his home and he wants to stay there, I love his home. I'm here. It's no big deal. Sometimes I feel like, though, there's just the echo of a person who lived there for a long time and loved that area, loved the house, loved the space, whatever you want to call it. And there's just, I don't know any other word besides echo or a shadow of... The presence of that person i don't think people who have crossed over to the other side have a whole lot of interest in hanging out with us no and i don't think a lot of them or any of them really want to do harm no 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 for the most part i think and it, it really just depends when we were talking about the asylums and mm-hmm. the jails and the torture chambers and old ships and Ugh, whatever yeah. it might be mm-hmm. right all of these things when you die a certain way it might change things yeah i don't know it might I don't know. I would like to think that people, and we hear about these things all the time where these unsolved murders, we were just talking about this, where people don't get any justice for their loved ones or stuff. Wouldn't it be great if these people who were murdered could come back some way and tell us what happened? I think that's a movie. Oh, it is. It's the one with Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze. (laughs) No, I just mean, I know. But I mean, like in real life. No, I I know. And and there has been like people, mediums who Mm -hmm. have like, solve cases Mm -hmm. because people have come back and said you know whatever but i would just like to think that if i go missing that i'm gonna help you find me i am going to help the find the killer i am going to actively ask for your help if you you go missing i would appreciate it i'll come back for you thank you i'll come back because i will want to have some sort of justice you want closure for yourself for for everybody Mm -hmm. For, for myself as well. And I want justice to be served. Can I tell you one final story? I know I already sure. said this is my last story, but this is just along the same lines of what we're talking about. We're going to go to Texas, which is quickly, quickly catching up with Florida as far as weird sure. things happening. There's That's always, because a lot of people are moving there. There's so many people there now that it's like, well, of course, crazy stuff's going to start happening. Uh, Jody Perryman 
was diagnosed with cancer in the year 2022. And before she passed, she created paper Ouija boards to distribute to her guests at the funeral. Her granddaughter posted a picture on the boards after the funeral, which included a message from Ms. Jody Perryman saying, let's keep in touch, right? And said that it made everyone attending the funeral laugh and remember her grandma fondly come on i know it was so cute now speaking of ouija boards would you do a ouija board no we i think we've talked about this how i don't uh mm -mm. i I don't don't, i don't want to make a phone call to the other side (laughs) in hopes of getting an answer i we've all been to sleepovers (laughs) as little girls where someone pulls freaky pulls out a ouija board it's weird hard pass it's weird and we talked about this too my sister-in-law was named by a ouija board nope that's weird too. Mm-mm. Sorry, Lane. I mean, I love your name. It's it works oh, it's for the you. Greatest name. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But if if somebody if I'm on a Ouija board and someone says name my daughter Anne, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not naming you Anne. <laughs> it's like the opposite. Yeah, that's probably to, a good idea. I mean, I'm just saying I couldn't do it. Uh uh. uh no. But they took it as a sign. Listen, if you're open to that and you're okay with it, then the Ouija board is for you. I mean, the Ouija board doesn't necessarily have to be negative. No, no, no. In fact, I think it's not sometimes. Well, obviously, her, they named her daughter Lane and she's a great no. person. No, I think some people use that Ouija board, think it's just fun and games. And they're just like, hey, when am I going to run into the man of my dreams? You know, and ask it questions like that. Yeah. And that's all fun and funny and whatever. I don't want that thing even in my house. I don't either. I I've never done it. I've no. never had one. I'm never going to do it. I don't like it. No. Well, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about one other uh, star or okay. famous person. Yes. Um, so Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, I love her. Who, if, if you don't know who she is, she is known for her roles in Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. The King's Speech, mm-hmm. The Corpse Bride, and Frankenstein. And she also is known for playing and portraying Princess Margaret. Yeah. On the crown. That's right. Mm-hmm. She was Margaret. Yes. <laughs> the sassiest of all. The Dark Shadows actress, 57, told British talk show host Graham Norton she was talking with a psychic friend of hers about something else when the psychic said, Margaret's here. <gasps> Does that mean anything? Oh, I just got chills. Yes. Go on. She explained at that point she had been asked to play the princess but not had not yet said yes. <gasps> Weird. That's Weird. crazy. So she's with her psychic friend. Yeah. Margaret's there. Yeah. Now, would you have a psychic friend? That would be weird too. Well, your psychic friend, though, has to be respectful of the fact that you don't want her constantly reading your energy. Like you, there's there's friendship and then there's, I'm coming to you as a psychic. You have to keep the two separate. That would be hard. It'd be very hard. I don't know if I'd want a psychic friend. Well, I think a psychic is kind of a person outside of my realm of who I want to be friends with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. What if I sold you right now I'm a psychic? Oh, well, then we'd have a long talk over some yogurt. We aren't. I mean, this is hypothetical, (laughs) obviously. I'm just saying. Would it ruin our friendship? It wouldn't ruin our friendship, but I would be. uh, You'd already know. I told you. I tell you everything. So you'd already know this. I would already. It would be. Yeah. Okay. Go on. So anyway, (laughs) she said, while I have Margaret here. Yes. I'm going to ask her, do you want, is it okay if I play you or portray you in this movie? Right. And she said, I prefer you. (gasps) I think you're better, you're a better idea than the other actor. Who was the other one? She said she was never told who the other actor was. Uh, Who she was up against. She doesn't know. But Margaret told her, you would prefer, I would prefer you. Oh, she was. Now, this is, this is fun. It was a very typical Margaret thing, she added before Norton noted that she had met the princess while she was alive. Mm. She said, I've met her a couple times. Mm. She has a way of sometimes complimenting you and putting you down at the same time. (laughs) Yes, thank you. And the fact that she said, yeah, I think you're better than the other. It was just (laughs) like you never knew where you stood with her. Amazing. So that was her personality. And, and, you know, for her to know that and the psychic probably not to know that. Right, right. Kind of like... Da, 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 da. It's, that's amazing I know and I have some pictures and we'll have Sam post it um, but if you've ever watched The Crown yes I think again one of my favorite characters in that whole yeah. in this whole royal family yeah. is Princess Margaret mm-hmm. what a rebel though she was the greatest what a I mean like what a great person to play in yeah. a role well, and she does it 
exceptionally well. Helena Bonham Carter's portrayal of Princess Margaret is probably the best acting of anybody in that series. I agree. She she deserves all the awards. You cannot take your eyes off her every time she comes into frame. She's amazing as that Princess Margaret. Char- cast of characters in The Crown, I have to say, and this is digressing from yeah. our Halloween oh, episode, please. but it is phenomenal. Oh, it's if you have not watched The Crown, especially these last few seasons when Princess Diana comes on the scene, all of that. It's the, just remarkable. It's remarkable. Now, they didn't quite get, sorry, we're going off on a tangent. The woman that they have playing Princess Diana in this final season. Yes. She's not right. I, I agree. She takes you out of it because she doesn't look enough like her. I can see why they chose her, but they... It just isn't quite right. And of course, the the actor that plays Prince Charles, Prince Charles should be calling whoever whoever hired this actor and thanking them because oh, totally. this guy is a smoke show. This guy is compared so to him. hot. It's a <laughs> compared to the real guy. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. I'm like, oh, this that uh, when I first when he first came on screen, I'm like, wait, <laughs> is that supposed to be Prince Charles? And my husband's like, no, that's him. Yeah, that's that's Prince that's that's Prince Charles. Because like, to your husband, he looked normal. Like he looked like, Probably. yeah, you can see it. But yeah. you were like, wait, no, I, I've not. never looked at Prince Charles that way before. Ever. This guy yeah. is is glorious and beautiful, even for a British actor. Also, this is, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, all British actors. Do you watch the Graham Norton show? No. Okay. To you and our entire audience, do yourself a favor. Okay. Get on YouTube or wherever it's streaming and just watch a couple episodes. You will be hooked. He is the best interviewer. He is hilarious. And the guests he gets on there, especially when he gets an American on there, it is quite something. It's a party. So Graham Norton. Well, I have one more. Tell me. Lily Collins. Oh, I love Lily Collins. You know, she's the daughter of drummer Phil Collins. I didn't know that. Yeah, she is. She is adorable. She's a beautiful girl. Mm. She's beautiful. Lily Collins, 34, told The Guardian in 2019 that she was convinced that she was haunted by some of the ghosts of infamous 1970s serial killer Ted Bundy's dozens, dozens of victims. She was haunted by the victims. While she was preparing to play her, his longtime girlfriend, Elizabeth oh, Kulpfer. That's right. She did mm-hmm. oh. in the 2019 Zach Efron led extremely wicked, Oof. shockingly evil, and vile. It was so great. It was so good. She did so good. Did such a great. She told the interviewer she would wake up in her apartment every morning at 3:05 a.m. Uh oh, the witching hour. The witching hour. Uh oh. I would go downstairs and have a cup of tea, trying to figure out why I was woken up again, and I would start being woken up by flashes of images, like Mm-mm. an aftermath of a struggle. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. she got deep into this it sounds Mm-mm. like right Mm-mm. which would be easy to do you have to get into character and when you're portraying these types of things yep. i think and in actors in general try to jump into the role yeah you should and she did mm-hmm. she said after doing a little investigation i discovered that 3 a.m is the time when the veil between the realms is the thinnest mm-hmm. and one can be visited mm-hmm. so just for everybody out there Make sure you take your sleeping medication strong enough <laughs> to keep you asleep until way after three. Because I don't want any visiting. No, don't visit No me. veil visiting at 3.05. Please, no. Mm-mm. She said that she felt she was being haunted by Bundy's female victims. But she said, I didn't feel scared. Okay. Matter of factly, what she said is, I felt supported. I felt like people were saying, we're here listening. We're here to support Thank you for finally telling the story. Oh, I get that. That makes more sense. I agree. Yeah, I like I agree. that. Me too. So being haunted uh, is not really the word, but she, she was being visited. She's being visited. And I could see that happening. You don't, you're not asking at that point to be visited. They're just appearing. I think they're Ooh. saying, finally, yeah. someone has put this story out there so that it can be told and I can be heard that's the problem with serial killers especially someone as uh, high profile as ted bundy the victims get lost in the story because he's it's all about him and and rightfully so it's like you can't you everyone's just trying to understand it and protect themselves from it happening you get a guy wearing a tennis outfit in a cute bug that walks up to you and he's beautiful and is like hey what's up i would have broken arm i would have fallen for that in a hot second it's, so, yes, the victims get lost in that story. And I that I like that story. I'm glad you ended with that because that is really gratifying to think that, you know, the victims were like, thank you, finally, 
for taking all of the spotlight off this creepazoid and and telling our story. But that's exactly what happens with all of these serial killers because they're all psychopaths. Yeah. Because they're all narcissistic psychopaths that need all of the attention. Yep. More than anybody could ever give in a lifetime yeah. or in 10 lifetimes. They have to have it all. And it's still not enough. It's an empty well. It's an empty well. It's a deep, dark hole that will never be filled. (laughs) So that does it for this edition of our Happy Halloween Weird News. It's super spooky. So thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We are Two Average Girls. Happy Halloween. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Freese.